Hello, everyone. I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. This episode is hosted by Mike Procy. Mike is an entrepreneur, facilitator, innovator, and problem solver. Working in the Calgary energy sector, Mike strives to build the innovation ecosystem and community. From his volunteer position on the Strategic Capability Network, where he founded the Calgary Innovation Peer Forum, to pursuing his DBA in winter 2024, focused on innovation, Mike is pushing the thinking on what it means to be a corporate innovation practitioner. Mike dives into corporate innovation with his guest, Francisco Pesciera. Take it away, Mike. All right. Hello and good morning, everybody. I'm really excited about our conversation and dialogue today. I'm here to talk with Sco Pesciera. Sco is an expert associate partner, innovation and design, Bain & Co., but I want to pass it right off to our guest, Sco. Sco, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Sure. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate that. Yeah. So uh, as a leader in our innovation and design team at Bain, I really help our, our clients and companies think about you know, innovation. How are we going to grow? Where might that look? Where might that come from? How might we get there? And, and what does the future look like? Right. So thinking about where, where do we, where do we go from here? And, and basically like how do, what's the best way to get there? And something that I know a lot of our listeners are super passionate about, where do we go from here? What does the future look like? And what's the best way to get there? Because it's difficult. These are these are big, difficult questions as, as you're considering it, especially like we spoke about before. Large organizations, you know, are seeing new horizons. They're seeing different things come up. So they're thinking about how they can potentially pivot. With that, thinking about the organizations that you see, that, that you work with, or just what you see, you know, in industry right now and beyond, what do you see as organizations' biggest barriers as it comes to innovation? Well, so innovation, not surprisingly, is kind of top of mind and a priority for most organizations. It's hard to come across a leader that would say otherwise, right? Like innovation is critical. And frankly, drives results, right? So the, the best innovators have shown, if you look at the market outcomes, they're 20 times as successful as the, those that are not as successful at innovation. So you can look at just like the results. And also the expectations are very high, right? Most CEOs will tell you that they expect new businesses, new revenue to come from outside of where it is now, right? So if you look ahead, you need to be thinking about, okay, so yes, we're running our, our business one way, but how should it evolve? How might it? How might it change? You know, how might disruption uh, come to us? Right. So it is top priority. It's it drives results, and it's also just hard. Honestly, uh, the reality is that that being successful in innovation is difficult. So, so I think some of the barriers are the fact that it is hard, the fact that it takes time. Right. So you have to run your core business, right? And, and, and CEOs need to be thinking about that, but they also need to be thinking about the future, right? So thinking about that vision. So you need to balance that. And for an organization, oftentimes the core takes a lot of that, it kind of sucks the oxygen in, right? It, it's really hard to distract, right? And innovation may feel like a distraction from the core business. And I think it's, it's, that's one of the biggest barriers I see is that you, you need to run your business, but you also need to be thinking about, okay, how do we run that more effectively? Right. Of course. And then 
what does the future look like and how might it look differently? And, and, and depending on where you are, that may look very different and you might not, might not be able to, to, to picture it. So how do we start to get there? How do we start to, to move towards that new future? And moving at speed, I think that's the other barrier is uh, that, that I see it a lot is organizations are used to running a certain way. Um, depending on, on, on your organization or your industry that you're in, you may be very risk averse for a good reason. And you may need to move more slowly. You need to be more cautious. But but if you're thinking about innovation, uh, it, it's often best to move quickly because you want to not waste time and resources going after something that's ultimately not going to work anyway. So I think part of this is just changing the the way you think about what we're trying to do as an organization from certainty because it's 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 the way you you need to do things currently to in the future what might it look like. So again, it's 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 a different way to think about running an organization. And then honestly, do we have the right talent, right? As we shift, uh, do we have the right skill sets in place? If not, do we need to hire new people, make acquisitions, partner differently? You know, so I think there's different ways to do this. And I think a lot of organizations get stuck and it has to be done here. And I think with innovation, it's an opportunity to think about, look, what, what, why are we successful? What makes us different? But then what might we need to change? And change doesn't always have to be like, we need to reinvent ourselves. Sometimes it means we need to partner with somebody. We need to, you know, kind of maybe acquire another organization that's doing something because it helps us expand the way that we help our customers, right? So ultimately, most organizations, successful organizations are laser focused on their customers and, and how do we help them? You hit on a few interesting things there, Sco. So the biggest barriers to innovation, it's hard. It's a new skill for people to think about. You need leadership alignment. You have to make sure that you're tied to the business strategy. You can't just be innovating for innovation's sake. You mentioned something at the beginning that I was a little bit curious about. You said, you know, innovation, it's on every corporate leader's mind right now. They need to start thinking about it. That's definitely been my experience kind of a little bit in my bubble in Calgary, Alberta. Are you seeing this trend globally as well? Like, is is this happening everywhere in all industries or is it a little bit more isolated in certain markets or industries? I would say it's broadly across industries top of mind. And if you think about the pace of change that most organizations are facing, I mean, the last year, you can't, you're going to hear about generative AI. Uh, you're going to hear about new technologies that are going to transform the way that we work, the way that we live. So I think every organization, it's just a matter of like how, how, how clear is that vision of what innovation is going to have to do for us, right? And I think that's one of the other things that, that because it's really important, because, because change, the, the pace of change is very fast. How do we create that as leaders, how do leaders create that vision so that it's easy to to see, look, this is what we're driving towards. How we get there might change, it might evolve because technology is changing, right? Like uh, the, the how quickly things evolve, you know, organizations become very large very quickly and also go away very quickly, right? So again, it's like relevance uh, is, is really important. And I think innovation can help you understand how that can get you there, right? So so I think it's it is broad. It is across every industry. It's just a matter of like what what shape does it take? Is it more of we need to be thinking about disruption? It's more acute. You can almost sense it. Or do we feel like we have more time? And the reality is, organizations don't have the luxury to just wait. So you have to be finding that balance for your organization for your industry around how much of this is going to be incremental, right, versus disruptive or transformational. So I think that's the difference is how much of that balance is across the different industries. 
So some of it is going to be pretty transformational. It's almost like there's no choice versus, no, we, we're not sure yet. And, and we can move at a different pace. You can try different things. You can explore and experiment. But like the focus is different, if that, if that makes sense. And I think just being thoughtful about that and making that decision as opposed to having that decision made for you, which is what a lot of corporate innovators are trying to avoid, right? They're trying to see this and... and Yeah, disrupt yourself almost, right? It's the old adage, like, do do, do you want to be disrupted or do you want to kind of disrupt yourself? And I'm sure heard the, the, the stories around some of these like big tech companies, they create new businesses all the time that are trying to kill the old business and they're not always successful, but they spawn new new products or new new businesses because they're trying new things, right? So I think not everybody can do it that way, but within your organization, within your industry, what, what does that look like? What does testing something quickly look like? How do we do that? How do you do that effectively? How do you partner differently? How do you, because depending on where you are, you may have easier access to academia, easier access to startups, uh, who's doing things differently. And I think part of it is not thinking about what is within our four walls. It's more about what's the ecosystem that I'm a part of and how do I expand that in the right way, right? Because if I think about, you know, moving forward with, with innovation, you have to be very clear. We believe that there are opportunity spaces that we think we are worth our time and, and energy to go after. And, and then it's how do we go after those opportunity spaces? And, and so a lot about the how, maybe diving into that and, and digging into that how a little bit more, what do organizations need to consider when setting up their innovation programs? Let's pretend I'm, you know, John or Jane Doe listening to this right now, my corporate innovation team just starting off this journey. What do I need to consider? How do I set these things up in a large org specifically? Yeah, well, I mean, it does start with having a clear ambition, right? And the, the most successful programs really do have buy-in from the top, right? So it has to be a priority of the C-suite, right? Like whoever your, whoever's running your organization needs to be committed to, yes, innovation matters because unfortunately innovation, again, it's hard. I mentioned that earlier, right? And it's, you know, sometimes it takes time to see results. Depending on that ambition, it may take years, right? So, so basically be very clear about what you're trying innovation to do for you. And then you have to organize yourself around that. So, so to, to, to say that we are innovating because we're having good times, that's actually, you know, one of the, the pitfalls I see a lot is in hard times, innovation is one of the first things that gets cut because it's ambiguous, because it's uncertain, because you don't, you can't point to a ton of things all the time. And frankly, you shouldn't. I think a lot of times innovation should have a few big bets that you're exploring broadly. And then you have investments, you have partnerships, you have, you have different ways that you are doing this. You don't have to always do it all inside. And that's another theme that I hope is coming through is that it doesn't always have to come from inside an organization. Innovation can come from outside. It's just how are you organizing yourself to take advantage of the ecosystem that you have available to you? Um, but yeah, so you start by being very clear. So if you're going to be incremental, what does that look like, right? What, what do we expect, right? So once you've set that ambition... Be clear about the expectations, right? So, you know, it's going to take, you know, if you're looking for incremental, you may see results within a year, within a few months. But if you're looking to transform, you may have to look a few years and you're going to have to change what success looks like. The metrics that you use are not revenue based, for example. They may be more market signals or adoption or, do you know what I mean? Like, as you think about trying new value propositions, interest, how many people signed up, how many people clicked on something, so many people 
responded to an email, whatever it may be, right? So I think some of this may be changing what you think about like what success looks like, right? And ultimately being comfortable with with going outside, as I mentioned before, right? So it's, you know, we're we going after the right things, you know, kind of like, are we measuring it appropriately with the right people? And then, and then do we, do we, do we have to do it all ourselves, right? Like being comfortable with saying, nope, that's, I'm not seeing the signals I expected, kill it, right? I think one of the things that innovation often struggles with is people fall in love with ideas. People fall in love with, a, you know, an initiative or a project or, or something that they've been driving towards. And you know what, honestly, like one of the things that I love to think about is don't fall in love with the, with the idea, fall in love with the problem that you're trying to solve, right? So like, what's the best way to solve this? Not, oh, I have this great idea. Like that's, again, it's a pitfall. It's like the shiny new thing. Like, sure, maybe, maybe uh, Gen AI is going to be amazing, but why? How? How is that going to help us? How, what is it helping us do differently? Do you know what I mean? It's not just because it's the new technology. No, it's because it allows us to do certain things differently. And then how does it tie back to, again, our, our corporate strategy, right? It, it needs to be one lever that we can pull in, exactly. in an assortment of, of levers. You hit on a few different things there too, and this wasn't planned, but with regards to the external innovation ecosystem, I might do a slight plug here as well for the Calgary Innovation Peer Forum, which I started and partnered with Shannon Phillips from Unbounded Thinking. And, you know, two of the core pillars that that forum was founded on was one, bringing corporate practitioners together so that they can talk about these things. So it doesn't matter, you know, what industry, what company you're from. A lot of these hurdles and barriers are very similar, like you talked about in the first question, right? So you can learn from each other how they came, how they overcame those barriers. And two, a major focus of it is how do you work with startups in your area, in your community? Because there's a lot of talent, a lot of opportunities there, and they're chomping at the bit to really be working with large organizations too. So if you do go out and do a little bit of canvassing at the local startups, what's around there, you might be surprised to find A, the talent you can obtain, but the the cost effectiveness of partnering with a startup as well and building some great relationships. So I love that concept of thinking, you know, outside of your own fence a little bit and and supporting those local startups and and seeing what other things have to offer. So we, we've talked a lot on the podcast with previous guests. You mentioned measurements as well. We had Esther who wrote the innovation accounting book um, on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. And so we've talked a lot about like these systems, how it's set up, what it looks like. We haven't explored too much like what's on the horizon for innovation, corporate innovation programs. What does the future look like? I've only been a part of this ecosystem for around two years. And already in those two years, I've noticed a massive amount of change in the ecosystem. And with your insights, kind of looking at this, you know, from a global lens, a variety of clients, a variety of industries, what does this look like in five, 10 years? Are companies still pushing forward with this? Do they, do they see something else? What does the future of innovation programs look like? Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, I think it's, it's one of these that continues to evolve. One of these industries that continues to evolve. And unsurprisingly, I mentioned before that what you'll see oftentimes is in good times, a lot of money gets thrown at, let's, let's innovate, let's innovate. And in hard times, you pull them back. So I think that seesaw hopefully will, will stop as much, right? Like we're not going to see as much of that pendulum swinging because I think the reality is what happens is if you make investments during hard times that you actually set yourself to accelerate your peers, your competitors, because you're, you're finding different ways to bring value to your customers. So I think there's a couple of almost, uh, you know, it may make sense in logical terms, right? Like 
oh, like, wouldn't, why would you stop thinking about the, you know, how the feature is going to change in hard times? Oh, because times are tough. Like you need to cut somewhere. Right. But like, but the reality is like, if you're cutting in the wrong places and innovation, I would argue is one of those, you're setting yourself up for a harder future, right? So the future is still kind of trying to find itself. And what I imagine is going to be more and more is that this will be, you know, the, 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 um, talent, professional development programs in most organizations have, you, you often have paths. Imagine that innovation will become a more central part of those development programs for most executives. I think most executives are going to have to understand what does it mean to innovate? What does it mean to move at a different pace than what I'm used to? And being comfortable with making decisions with incomplete information. Because I think when you part of an organization that's a well-oiled machine, as most large organizations tend to be, set up to run an organization a certain way. To change is hard. And I think innovation means change at the end of the day, right? So how are we changing? How are we changing the way we serve our customers? How are we changing the way we do our work? How are we changing all of that? So I think innovation should should be a part of every talent development program because it gives you skill sets that you may not receive otherwise, right? Testing, moving at speed, understanding your customers in a different way, right? If, if done it properly, you will get deeper, better insights into your customers. And if you want, internally, you can do this internally, like your organization, like how are your employees? How can we help them do their jobs? You know, if you have an organization that has a sales force or a, uh, you know, you, you have people out in the field, whatever it may be, what is their life like? How are you going to help them do their jobs better? You know, so, so it's not just like, who are you trying to help? But I think innovation programs of the future will need to be this combination of, how do we prepare our current team better? And how do we prepare our organization as a whole for the future, right? So I think it's a little bit of talent development, but also moving faster, trying new things, being comfortable with, with I don't know, things not happening always inside the four walls. I think that the old adage around you know, like efficiency, you know, that's fine. But efficiency is when you have scale. And if you're innovating, you don't know what is going to scale best. So until you get to scale, the efficiency programs are not, are not appropriate. The way you measure things are not appropriate, right? So, so I do think, I imagine that a lot more organizations are going to make it easier to connect. I mean, we talked about this external ecosystem. I think that's how I see this happen. It's not like we're going to have bloated, huge innovation you know, kind of departments at every single organization. I actually think that's the wrong thing. I think you need that to be a nimble organization, part of your organization. It could be a, it could be focused on like some people are a specialist that focus on the future. We often call those engine two. You're coming up with new, you know, your engine one is your core business. Engine two is your new businesses that may or may not be anything, right? So how do you create these two separate kind of almost like ways to operate within one organization? Well, yeah, I would Imagine that those will continue and we're going to get better at creating those and keeping them running when th times are tough. And, and let them both flourish, right? Exactly. We, we learned last week or the previous podcast and talking about the dual mindset, improving the existing business while thinking about the future and how you keep both those thoughts. And, and maybe to add a little bit of validation to your comment on training, I, I teach innovation and entrepreneurship at Mount Royal University as well here in Calgary. And the amount of entrepreneurial and innovation courses that are available that were not available when I was going through school and not only available, but mandatory requirements 
for their first years and second years. These are skills that not only are options for them, but they're saying are so critical to the future workforce that they're making them mandatory courses. And so regardless of where your organization is, the people you're bringing in and the next generation are coming with these skills baked in and they're going to be thinking about it. So Sko, thank you very much for this time. Before before we wrap up here, I just want to hand the mic over to you for a little bit. Any final thoughts you want to leave our listeners with? Any key insights around innovation? Again, just given your experience. Yeah, no, and the, thank you, Mike, for the the opportunity to share some of my thoughts here. It's been it's been a pleasure. It's always fun to connect. Uh, yeah, honestly, I think uh, one of my 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 mentors growing up in this field, he he once mentioned innovation is the hardest job you'll ever love, right? So it, it is it is hard. Doing this is hard, but it is fruitful, right? You come up with new insights. You come up with new ways to help people, right? We talk about human-centered design as like the way we do things. So I think if you put whoever you're trying to help at the center, you're always going to come up with a better solution. So anyway, so I think that this is, the future is always going to be bright when it comes to, to innovation. And I think we have so many tools at our disposal. It's a matter of like, how do we just start to do it, start to try. So at the end of the day, get out there and try, test and learn. I think it's like the, the best way to think about this type of stuff. And yeah, hopefully you can tell that I love what, what I do still. And good luck, Mike. And looking forward to catching up again soon. Thank you very much. Have a good one, Sko. Take care. If you haven't already, visit rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social Contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-sourced, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open, social barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This episode was brought to you by New Idea Machine. NIM helps new software developers, UI UX designers, and product managers gain mentored hands-on industry experience. And at the same time, we provide companies with risk-free tech talent. Definitely a win-win-win situation. Visit newideamachine.com for more information. Music for the show was created by Tony Deldegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. Let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>